welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Hamilton Morris. Hamilton Morris is a journalist, he is a science writer, a chemist, and he is the host of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, a new documentary series that premieres on Viceland this November. All right, a little backstory on Hamilton Morris, shall we? All right, so he started writing for Vice Magazine when he was a sophomore in college. He's 29 years old now, but at the time, he was given a monthly column where uh, that was called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, where he would write about rare drugs and their effects. And that column evolved into a web series focused, uh, also called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, focused on the science of psychoactive drugs. And he would travel around the world investigating drug-related mysteries having to do with Ambien and sensory deprivation tanks, HIV medication, cannabinoids, hallucinogenic tree frogs, truffle mushrooms. He interviewed uh, Crystal Cole and Alexandra Shulgin. And if you don't know who they are, all the more reason for you to watch the videos online. You will not regret it. Uh, I strongly advise you just watch every single video uh, in the series that exists on vice.com. It's, they're amazing. Uh, but now, Hamilton has graduated to a whole new level because he has cut his shaggy hair off, now he wears glasses, and Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia is no longer a web series. It is officially a TV show. Even though, yes, uh, people will still, for the most part, probably, I'm assuming, only watch this TV show on their smartphones and computers. But who the fuck cares? This is a huge deal. So I need you to celebrate with me and applaud this victory and go to Viceland.com. Type in your zip code so you can find out what channel uh, Viceland is in your town and, uh, and gear up from some, uh, for some exciting, great uh, November programming. You're welcome. But anyway, back to Hamilton and all the other cool shit he's up to. Listen, I don't want to make all of you boneheads out there feel bad about yourselves and your lack of productivity, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to because I'm not done telling you what Hamilton Morris does with his time, okay? Hamilton is also a correspondent for Vice on HBO. He consults with media on the subject of designer drugs, and he conducts pharmacological research at the University of the Sciences in Philadelphia. Uh, he's writing a true crime book that's going to be published by McSweeney's called Blood Spore, which originated from an article he wrote for Harper's of the same title, so you should check that out. But even more importantly, I mean, let's get real here. Hamilton Morris is 6'1", 125 pounds, with bee-stung lips and a hypnotic voice that you just can't shake. I mean, why would you want to? Um, yes, overall, I'm very glad I got to sit down and meet Hamilton Morris because he's this super unique, very specific, curious, magical unicorn, if you will, who... Uh, who moves at his own pace. You know, he's got this very intense, deep, sultry voice. And uh, I sound frenetic and uh, and like I'm constantly on amphetamines. And I'm not because I don't do drugs. This is just, I'm always very caffeinated and this is just my energy. And Hamilton Morris has his own Hamilton Morris energy. Where he just takes his own time. There's a lot of silence that exists within this interview. I feel as though I flourish within a Hamilton Morris silence. 
uh, I feel like his silences are loaded, in fact. And, uh, you know, I noticed that I was very proud of myself and I would make him laugh. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and something I also noticed, uh, that Hamilton has the face of someone who looks like he could be my brother, my cool bandmate, uh, or my husband. I'm just saying. I think you guys should decide. Listen to the interview. You tell me. All right? There will be a picture posted along with the podcast. You tell me. Um, I also have to say that uh, I have a habit of jokingly framing all of my interviews that I do on this show as dates because I think it's like silly and funny and I like being the butt of the joke and it can be awkward and and uncomfortable but fun. Um, But this episode uh, is even more so to be framed as a date because Hamilton and I only met because we matched on that dating app that I talk about all the time called Raya, a.k.a. Illuminati Tinder. Um, And while I do not believe in messaging first, I do not believe – in messaging a guy first on a dating app. I I barely believe that love can be found on a dating app, but I have a very strict rule. Don't, don't message first, but I'll get, I'll elaborate on that theory uh, at at another time. But I threw my rule out the window. I pushed my ego aside for you guys. You know why? Because I wanted to nab a great guest for the show. Uh, You know, what won't I do for you guys? So uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, express that this really is in fact yeah a a public first date encounter we'd never met before we'd never had a conversation and i uh i think it would be fun i would like to invite everyone out there listening because i'm i i can't tell i would like for you to vote via social media post listening to this interview vote on whether or not you think we're a match i don't know I can't tell. I mean, we're very similar. We're different and yet similar. You know, he chases his curiosity of altered consciousness. I chase my curiosity of love and connection. Both of these things are fundamental human desires. I don't know. You tell me. We are just two uh, tall, curious, specific, funny, unique, only children who are very driven workaholics, live in our lives, who make stuff and share it with the world. NBD, I don't know. It's just who we are. It is not a crime. Again, I defer to you guys. I'm just throwing that out into the ether. You guys, you decided for a match made in heaven. And uh, I definitely encourage you to tweet at us both, uh, at Alexi Wasser and at Hamilton Morris. Uh, But anyways, during this interview, uh, we go on a tangential conversation journey, if you will, uh, as per the usual. It is at times awkward, yet flirty, I think. Uh, We talk about dating, darkness, antidepressants, marriage, the possibility of him being crazy and how no one is monitoring his brain. We talk about uh, DMT, crack, pot, PCP, ketamine, quaaludes, salvia, mushroom chocolates and how mushroom chocolates are bullshit. Uh, we talk about how cocaine is contaminated with levamisol, which is a cattle deworming agent. Uh, we talk about how the important, uh, how important the dose of the drug you're taking is and how people do not take that seriously enough. We talk about mushrooms being used for depression, shamans, how Hamilton is not bisexual. Uh, 
we talk about what would break us up slash tear us apart if we were in fact to date uh, for real. Uh, Hamilton even teaches me that alcohol is a flawed drug because of the hangover it gives people. And uh, I don't know, something about metabolites or whatever. But uh, I'm a flawed person. And so I'm, uh, I'm going to continue to drink. So thank you, Hamilton Morris. But no, thank you. Uh, I would also like to point out that, I, uh, that there's a disconnect in this interview. Um, during our conversation, Hamilton admits to believing in intuition. You know, he's very flippant about it. Of course I believe in intuition. He also says psychedelics make it so you can expand your mind and access and see things that exist that you normally can't see. So he believes that lots of things exist even though we can't see them. And yet Hamilton does not believe in souls, the afterlife, or ghosts. Which really sucks because he loves horror films. It's such a disappointment. It's so confusing. Uh, and at the time, uh, I was trying to reference a book, but I couldn't remember the name of it. And that book, now that I remember, is called The Holographic Universe. And uh, it has something to do with like uh, uh, the fact that uh, there are many dimensions and that all time supposedly exists all at once. But it's a matter of like whether or not you are able to tune into a frequency to see, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. I don't know. I was just trying to reference a book, but I couldn't. So a lot of good that did me to help my case during my conversation with Hamilton. And I haven't even read the book anyway. But anyway, uh, and another thing. Hamilton says that I'm wrong when I ask him uh, about DMT being released from your pituitary gland when you die. But, uh, but I, don't, I don't think I am wrong. I think he's wrong. But um, anyways, so I've got to have him back on the show because I have a million more uh, legit non-dating or relationship questions uh, that I would like to ask him. So yeah, uh, for everything and anything Hamilton Morris, I strongly encourage you to follow him on all social media, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hamilton Morris. I also think that you should follow me on all social media. Uh, you can find me at Alexi Wasser. Send emails to the show at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And if you like the Love Alexi podcast and it makes you happy or laugh or learn stuff or feel less alone or whatever, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment, rate the show. I know that's dorky. I know you're too cool for that. You don't want to do that. Who does? I get it. But I can't stress to you enough that it will really help me grow the show so that I can keep doing it. And if you like the show, so you can keep listening to it. But uh, now I'm going to shut the fuck up so that you can enjoy my conversation slash first date with boy genius Hamilton Morris. Now entering Nerdist.com. Karen here. This is Aristotle, my producer. This is Hamilton Morris. Should we hug again? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay, sit, you're sitting there. Man, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Are you regretting it already? Are you into it? I don't know. I certainly don't regret it. I don't think it's... It's worthy of regret? regret. All right, let me make sure. Silence our phones. Let's get grounded in our truth. Oh, my God. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror because I just can't not. Um, oh, all right, cool. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. Hamilton's energy is already affecting me. Silence speaks volumes. Uh, and uh, uh. are you going to put your uh, your headphones on? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Very cool. How do you feel, Aristotle? Interesting to go from one podcast to another immediately. I basically, uh, I was just for uh, all four of you out there listening, I was uh, interviewing a group of ladies and I like cut down. Usually I do like two hour interviews. I was just trying to get them out as quickly as possible. I was like, Hamilton's coming. We got to get Hamilton in here. You guys wrap it up, ladies. And uh, okay, so now we're going right into this. Is this live? This is not live. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just like the my live internal monologue happening right. for you. Got okay. it. So you and I have never met in person, Hamilton Morris. Are you as excited as I am right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton? Yeah. No, it's exciting. I'm glad we can talk. <laughs> I think people should only talk when they're microphones in front of their faces so i'm glad we're doing it like this you know yeah okay cool there's your free water by the way i know you brought in your own dancini or dansani <laughs> <laughs> but uh nerdist network here is uh balling so we got some free arrowhead for you wow. um so what's up <laughs> <laughs> um how do we meet how did we meet yeah how did we end up in this room? You sent me a message on Raya. Okay, good. We're going to talk about it. Yes, we matched on Raya. Yeah. Um, you didn't message first. How come? Uh, I live in New York, and Raya is a very L.A.-centered thing. Mm-hmm. It seems like the entire application is L.A.-centered. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not actually very useful. But you thought it was in New York. You thought it was beautiful. You were like, oh, my God, who is this goddess? No, I've seen your stuff before. I knew who you were. What is my stuff? Who am I? I've okay. I've, oh, I think I've seen a York peppermint patty <laughs> commercial that you were in. Oh, God, I've seen little things at various times that you've done on blogs, video, and writing. Writing? You've read my writing? I have. What? What writing? It was a list of some kind. This is all, you've been doing this sort of. You've been doing things for a long time. It may have been years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're so still. It's exciting. Um, are you an introvert? I don't. I don't know if I believe in the introvert extrovert let me dichotomy. Get, let me ask you what your astrological sign is, because I'm sure that's another thing you totally buy into and support. <laughs> okay, wait, hold, let me guess. I'm really good at this. Okay, hold on. Are you an Aquarius? No. Pisces. No. Gemini. No. Taurus. No. <laughs> Sagittarius. No. That's what I thought. Leo. No. Mm, Aries. Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I told you. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm an Aries. I don't know what that means, though. I I don't know either. Yeah. I just like to guess because I'm never right, and it's just so funny. What are you? I'm guess. This first date is good. I'm framing this as a first date, right? that's fine. Do you mind? It's okay? That's okay. Do you have a girlfriend now? No. Um, Are you married with kids? I'm not. Um, Are you having any kind of, like, emotional connection or ties to other girls on Raya or just, like, in your life in New York? Oh. Is, is anybody hooked into your psyche? <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. <gasps> Who? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Okay, now I think this is awkward. No, it's gonna. We're gonna it's get. Not, re- this is now transitioned into something that's officially awkward. No, it's not awkward. It doesn't okay. have to be. Here's the thing. I'm okay. gonna ask you a bunch of things and throw okay. up a bunch of things at you, and okay. then you don't have to answer any. You just tell me to fuck off, even mm-hmm. though that's rude. Okay. Okay. Don't be like that. All right. I'll be very diplomatic. Yeah. Just be like, no thanks. Yeah. So you're involved with somebody? I'm not. Psychologically intertwined? (laughs) (laughs) Feeling feelings intensely? Is that a list of questions? Yes, I did. I tried to do research on you. I had like, you know, just like a day to do some research. And I feel like everybody asks you about, you know, 
drugs and you're ex, you know experimenting with things. Are you a PhD, right? I'm not. You're not. Well, I, I've been lied to on the internet. Yeah, I have a weird arrangement where you're I lied was to. I was able to just start working in a lab without any kind of postgraduate degree. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, who helped you with that agreement? Who said that? I met this really brilliant chemist named Jason Wallach, and he started allowing me to work in his lab years ago. Probably I was a junior in college, and I've been working with him almost every weekend since, maybe for the last, I don't know, six years or so. Does he have a crush on you, or why did he give you the go-ahead for this kind of insane, unfair behavior? No, no, we have a lot in common. We, we publish scientifically together. Where? Harper's? No, no, in, in scientific journals. Oh, okay. Like analytical chemistry journals and things. So far, this date is hot and heavy. <laughs> Okay, so I try to do as much research on you as possible. And by the way, let's say let's explain it. Let's lay the foundation. It's already this is already a tangential disaster. Uh, but for the people listening, if I were to meet you at a party and you were feeling earnest and forthcoming and uh, not going to bullshit me, uh, and I said, you know, what do you do? How do you spend your days? What would you say? It just depends. You know, it's very much dependent on the day. There's no single routine. But I mean, like your honest. job. What would you say? What do you do? Just to, to, to spell it out for these boneheads okay, out there. Okay, sure, like, sure, sure. I am now making a TV show for Viceland, which Vice recently acquired a cable TV channel that was previously H2, which is like a history channel offshoot that exclusively reran Ancient Aliens. And, oh, my God. And so they have this new channel, and they have a lot of money to do things. So... I've been making six one-hour documentaries for that channel that will start airing in November. That's what I've been doing daily recently. But so when I'm shooting, I've, yeah, I've been shooting for the last two weeks. I just wrapped two days ago on an episode. and About what? About Salvia Divinorum. That, that's Miley's drug? Yes, exactly. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is. She's the biggest thing that's ever happened to that plant. But... Um, but yeah, so when I'm working on that, my daily life is shooting and writing and interviewing people. And when I'm not doing that, it's writing or doing scientific work of some kind. And is all of your scientific work generally uh, about exper- like about psychedelic drugs? Is that what it is? It is, yeah, for the most part. Okay. Um, how did this happen? Because your dad's a documentarian, right? He is. Famous documentarian. Am I saying any of this right or wrong? It's all correct. Very cool. Um, so I feel like, okay, so how did you end up feeling compelled to like do what you do? Which um, is... I've been interested in psychedelics for a long time, and there's a lot left to be done. They're not well understood. So someone, even without a very high-level understanding of chemistry, can make sizable contributions to the field just if they're committed to investigating certain areas. So that was what drew me to it, is that it's possible to... There's still a lot of unanswered mysteries that can be investigated. And chemistry is nice because it's relatively cheap. It's not like some types of neuroscience where you need like expensive neuroimaging devices that require very well-funded labs. Like You can do a lot of work in chemistry with just $1,000. So I liked... A lot of different things about chemistry. 
I like the idea of making drugs, making new drugs. That's something. That, oh, really? Yeah. Have you made any drugs? Of course. You have? What drugs that's have what you chemistry, made? That's yeah. Yeah, but like what drugs? Because I know you, you experiment. Like you have a show, uh, if you can go to vice.com, right? Is yeah. that what it is? And it's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoia. That's right. Yeah. And there are all these videos and things and uh, of you like experimenting with like what? HIV medication uh-huh. and different various things. I don't know. I couldn't watch every video. Sure. But uh, I didn't know that'd you be, actually. That'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I'll do that later when I'm thinking <laughs> about you falling asleep. But I didn't know you've created drugs. Of course, yeah. What? That's... What are the? Oh, not of course. How dare you? Tell me? <laughs> well, what are these drugs? Well, that's what, what chemistry is. Medicinal chemistry is making new drugs. Okay, so yeah. what have you made, and to do what? Um, most of the drugs that I make are variations of another drug called DIPT that distorts the way sound is perceived. So I've been synthesizing derivatives of that molecule for years and looking at their pharmacology In with the... this chemist, Jason Wallach. In the hopes to do what? To like perceive sound differently or, or uh, to make different? To investigate this, this. Maybe this is not the most interesting thing. No, to just I'll, okay. I'll get us right out of here too. Sure, sure. It's uh, to investigate the structure activity relationship of these compounds. So it's like there's just a, a basic question in most medicinal chemistry where if you have a drug, any drug like morphine or amphetamine or MDMA or anything, and you and you know that it has a desirable effect of some kind, Mm. then the chemist will modify it in various ways to see whether that effect is increased or decreased or modulated in one way or another. So that's, that's what it is. So what are you going for? Like, what are you like hoping to like uh, change it to do what? Um, Because the receptor that this drug binds to is currently unknown. I'm hoping to figure out how it distorts the way sound is perceived. That's the, the goal of the research. But we do some other stuff as well. We do a lot of analysis of new drugs that are appearing on the market, new LSD derivatives, new opioids, um, <clears throat> lots of different things. Do you guys play a lot of ping pong in between the chemistry sessions? No. Well, that's something to think about. There's no ping pong table. Well, you need, you need some better uh, benefactors. Yeah. Um, are you the reason... Uh, doing mushrooms is so in fashion now because I swear to God if one more fucking hipster piece of shit tells me that I need to do mushrooms I'm going to do mushrooms you've <laughs> never like, done them I've never done mushrooms why not because I feel like I'm looking for I'm looking f- to date someone I'm not, I'm not talking about you but I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to date even though you're beautiful and like you remind me of me like my mom said that we could be related because I oh, showed wow. her a photo of you yesterday <laughs> She just came over. You're looking to date someone that doesn't do drugs? Uh, no, I'm looking to date somebody that I feel like cozy and safe enough to do mushrooms with. Uh-huh. Because I just feel like if I take mushrooms, I'm just going to like, something gross is going to happen and I'm going to like say something crazy to the, and then like jump off a cliff or something. Like I don't, wow. and I just want to meet somebody where I feel like I can be with this person and like be, uh, feel safe with them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then people are telling me about mushroom chocolates and I'm like, that feels like it's a cop out what are these mushroom chocolates yeah i wouldn't do that yeah what are these things you know when people grow mushrooms they usually sell the best specimens and then there'll be some small ones or ones that have broken or crumbled and they'll collect all of the lower quality material and then melt chocolate and mix it together so it's like the sweepings of i knew it of the better material i knew it yeah i instinctually knew it yeah, because no one you don't use the best material in that kind of a preparation ever. Yeah. But that's not even the point. The real issue is that you don't know the dose yeah. ever, which isn't important to some people, but it's very important to me to know exactly how much of a drug I'm using because most of the bad experiences that people have <laughs> come from them just not knowing what dose they're consuming. Yeah. It's a very basic thing. Psychedelics are already unpredictable if you know exactly the dose and exactly the identity and purity of the material that you're using. But without those baseline levels of knowledge, it's 
just a recipe for something uncomfortable. How? What are all the things that you've, uh, I guess, uncomfortable as this podcast? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. What are no. all the What are all the different <laughs> things? What are all the different things you've tried? Uh, it's, it, the I want the list. list. I want the, the whole list. list. I, a lot of them don't have trivial names. I'd have to draw diagrams of them for I you. I don't want you to do that. I just want you to be like, this. just just try. Just d- start with the basics, like DMT and all the stuff. Just try to go down the list and then I'll every give single, you my pen. Every single drug that normal people know about, I have done. Can you just open up a little bit? If I'm going <laughs> okay, 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 okay. to let you love okay, me, okay, you need to open okay, up a okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus. Well, it's, it's like an insanely long list. I would feel like a crazy just, person if I started to actually list everything. I'll tell like, you when you get why, boring. Why don't you, why don't you talk about, introduce like... A, a subclass and i can talk about that you've done dmt of course yeah should i do dmt yeah why i don't know what, what will it do what will it unlock in my brain how will it affect me i think that it had a positive effect on me i've smoked a lot of dmt you uh, smoked a lot of it yeah and i've snorted it and taken it orally and, and used it in almost every way that it can be used but um you have such beautiful hands look at your beautiful hands Thank you. I feel like we look like we could be related or in a band where we both play piano. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Keep going. So DMT? DMT is great. I think it's a, an amazing substance. It's very popular. It's not... But, you know, it's illegal. It's difficult to obtain for most people. It can be extracted from bark if you are interested. Aristotle, can you go out, out back and forage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So DMT. Do we have DMT already in our body? Yeah. And because I've heard people say that when we die, there is no afterlife. It's just DMT is released in your brain. Yeah, that's definitely not supported by any kind is that, of Oh, cool. Well, so a really cool girl with bangs said that on my show one time. And I was like, whatever you say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there is an afterlife. It's not DMT being released. Yeah, there is DMT in the body, but no one does, knows what it is. Or where, what is it, where is it? It's been found in the lung and in the brain, I think even in the blood. There's a, a number of endogenously produced psychedelics, 5-MeO-DMT, bufotenine as well. Yeah, there's quite a few. But uh, no one knows exactly what role they serve in the body. What's your favorite video on your Hamilton's pharmacopoeia? What are you most proud of? Uh, I do like the HIV medication one, although I feel like that's it seems like superficially like a really stupid idea, but... I found that story really interesting that everyone was tripping off of this HIV medication. And because no one had actually systematically investigated it and verified that it truly was psychedelic, I thought that was useful as well. Even though it seems like a stupid thing, like I took an HIV medication to get high. That's kind of like... Does that mean if we have sex, there's no way you can give me HIV? It does, yes. Really? Medically speaking, yes. Cool. Okay. Okay, so that's the video that people, that everybody out there should uh, watch immediately. And you... But I think the new things I'm doing are much better. Than uh, for Viceland? Yeah. What's the name of the show? Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. But it's like an hour-long, much higher budget, better yeah. version of it. So you're researching... Okay, this episode is Salvia. What are the other five episodes about? PCP, Quaalude, Salvia, Mushrooms, maybe two-part on Quaalude. That's sort of up in the air right now. And Did you interview my dad and all the women he had sex with while on Quaaludes for that episode? I don't know. I don't know about it. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, I'm not kidding. That's Actually, the problem. I wanted someone to talk about Quaalude sex for the episode. I mean, my God, I, I was born and raised in Hollywood, and I remember my dad just being like, yeah, when I was 30, whatever, I'd have sex with a... I don't like. I don't. Well, maybe I do want him to get arrested now. I don't know what the statute of limitations. But uh, be like, yeah, these crazy fourteen-year-olds and 
give him some lewds. And I was like, I don't want to hear this. I'm your daughter. Like, I'm 14. Like, why are you telling me these things? Um, we got so lewds. Mm-hmm. PCP. PCP. Salvia. Mushrooms. And then the la- maybe ketamine for the last episode. It's ketamine. sort of up in the air right now. Special K for the kids out there, you know? Yes. That's right. <laughs> why... Why should I do mushrooms? How will it affect me? Well, I don't know. You don't have to do mushrooms. I know. I, I think that they're great. I think Why? It's what do they do? What will they do to me? If I take mushrooms, I'm very in my head. I'm always con- like practicing cognitive behavioral therapy on myself. Okay. Listen to a lot of self-help tapes. All right. Um, so what would these mushrooms do for a brain like mine? They don't help everyone. I don't... Maybe they would be bad for you. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what? But like, tell me. Well, if you're interested in consciousness and you're interested in the mind in some capacity it's pretty amazing that this experience is even possible it doesn't seem like evolutionarily we would need to be able to do this like that there would be any need to be able to have these incredibly complicated visual transcendent experiences but you can do it so just on the level of that it's possible is very interesting to me but it's also you know there's there's many different levels of it it's i think the drugs are euphoric they make you feel good on some level but that's not the reason to use them um you know they can provide insight into your problems they can help you understand yourself better i think they can help with depression mm-hmm. in a big way and that's something that's being clinically investigated right now but what if you can't like if the, if every experience is different every time even if you have the same dose how can you guarantee that like using mushrooms would help with depression i don't think you can guarantee it but it's been investigated in the same way that an antidepressant drug would be and they they found that there is a, a therapeutic effect where depressed people feel better after using these drugs and and the effect is persistent it's not something that only lasts as long as the drug experience um oh really it lingers yeah. for how long 4 I, days how yeah. long how long i think weeks but maybe longer maybe the rest of your life do you smoke pot i try not to but i do yeah why do you try not to because I think it makes me read less and makes me, like, just a little bit lazier, generally. I really like smoking weed a lot. It's you like, do? Yeah. I like it. I, I just really like the... I like to be high a lot. It's, like, one of my favorite things. But I try not to do it because it seems self-indulgent and, and like, almost, like, like a babyish or something. When I'm, when I, like, at the end of a day when I'm, like, oh, now I can just, like... Fade be, away. Like, <laughs> curl into the fetal position and be extremely stoned it's it's like it doesn't just seems like a bad long-term habit so i try to avoid doing it but the camera person that i work with in all these projects is a very committed stoner so he also kind of like rubs off on me a little bit well if you want this to work you're gonna have to fire him because <laughs> i don't like stoners anymore really mm, i just dated a guy who like i mean he got he smoked spliffs like like 40 a day like this he was like because he wasn't on antidepressants i know that type you do Mm -hmm. very cool successful musician he could get away with it but i was just like i can't do it because i i always subconsciously felt like uh i'm not i'm i'm i've i'm i'm high on coffee and you're i don't know what level he's i know we're all on who knows what wavelength we're all on i don't know but i just didn't like knowing that he was stony and i was sober Hmm. and i i like alcohol really yeah, it seems like it's more dangerous and scary. It is. Why is there like uh, has nothing to do with anything? But none of this really has anything to do with anything. But uh, why do I feel compelled to pick at my face uh, if I'm really caffeinated or drunk? What is it in the brain where all of a sudden it's like you're like the picking? I don't. I mean, there's certain stereotype responses to to drugs that don't necessarily have an explanation, like mechanistically why they happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you look at tons of salvia videos or something on YouTube. 
you start to see these responses that everybody has to the drug where a lot of people bring their hands to their face and touch their face or they'll try to exit whatever environment they're in, walk out a door, lay on the floor, whatever. There's certain, you know, they do this in, in animal experimentation as well. They're animal behavioral models for most drugs. So maybe that could be your behavioral alcohol model or something. I'm highly caffeinated or drunk. Yeah. I like feel the need to like pick at my face. Yeah. Or, or so if you had like a, a novel drug and you were investigating it and it made you pick your face, then you could say that it had an alcohol-like or caffeine-like action. Are you vegetarian? I am, yeah. Do you ever go to M Cafe when you visit LA? M Cafe. It's on Melrose and La Brea. It's very hip. Very I cool. Know. I don't know. It's good. Let's check it out. <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> so how is salvia? Okay, so wait. So you smoke pot. Mm-hmm. I like CBD like pot. I'm, I'm going to say everything. I'm already like embarrassed that I'm going to get everything wrong. But like, how dare you expect me to, uh, uh, you know, know all the things that you know about? So I'm just trying to figure it's this all out. I know it's yeah. self talk. Mm. But uh, yeah, my research on you, and I brought up the head picking thing or picking at your face or whatever because uh, I watched your Joe Rogan podcast. Like I listened to you talk for like three hours like oh, years God, ago. Awful. It wasn't awful. It was interesting, but it was like there were moments that were funny. I, I actually really liked the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder if Hamilton's ever been on that show. So I watched it and like, they're like, you were picking at your head a lot of it because oh, there's like a camera. Well. Oh, you do you have psoriasis? Yeah. Look at us getting closer. <laughs> Look at us getting vulnerable. <laughs> um, are your parents still married? Yeah. Are they happy? Yeah. How do they do it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't have a good answer for that. They're both kind of insane. Yeah. So they work together on that crazy level yeah but i don't know have you ever dated like a really normal person like a cheerleader who's like like a bachelorette type no i don't think they'd like me yeah so what was your longest relationship Uh, because this this is what joe rogan started talking about at the end of that thing he was like what kind of girl dates you and then all of a sudden the podcast is over and i was like (laughs) no I was like, this is everything I want to know. So I was like, fuck it. If you, uh, if you uh, like Hamilton Morris, if you're a fan of his on Vice and you want to know about drugs and all this stuff, that's great. Google all that shit. It's on the internet. But if you want to get to the bottom of his heart and soul, figure out what he's com- composed of, comprised of, whatever, um, find out about dating stuff because, you know, this, sure. this is the podcast to listen to. This is a love letter slash first date with me and Hamilton Morris. I didn't realize this was about dating. I mean, everything I do is going to be okay, like okay. through the lens okay. of like, but I mean, it's a tangential conversation about okay. everything. Okay. I mean, I do want to talk about like what you think happens when we die and like, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, psychics and, and like, uh, whatever. I, sure. had, I had one question about like, let's say I do mushrooms or let's say I do how's what's salvia compared to like, what, what's, what happens when you get high on salvia? Um, it depends on how you do it. Have you seen the YouTube videos? Maybe you've seen the... I just saw Miley being yeah. like, there's Liam. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to get back together, I hope. <laughs> that's just, that's my... <laughs> that's all I know. I don't know who Liam is. Exactly. That's her boyfriend. They broke up and then she was high on salvia or whatever. And then, uh, by the way, if you need hand sanitizer, I'm like a lady who works in a, in a, in a midtown bathroom. <laughs> If you need, this is for me. We're not there yet. Listerine minstrips. Do you think these cause cancer, these Listerine minstrips? Why? Is there some suggestion that they do? No, I just feel like maybe maybe they, I'm just addicted. So I don't really know how they work because Listerine's alcohol-based and there's no yeah. alcohol in these strips. Oh, really? I think there, there is. How? I don't know. You tell me you're the chemist. How do they get the alcohol in those strips? I don't think they do. 
Give me back my strips. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a spray if you need it. Okay. Um, wait, you didn't answer any of my questions. So what happens on salvia as opposed to like mushrooms? Um, if you smoke it, it, the effects are very short-lived and people laugh hysterically and drool and cry and scream and kind of like rhythmically <laughs> rock around. But uh, experientially... It's not so different from classical psychedelics. There's kind of a, there's a lot of like proprioceptive bending sensations, like weird gravitational effects. But maybe without having tried mushrooms, this is already getting into a territory that's like. No, I can, I can figure it out. I've okay. done acid. I've been acid okay, speed. Okay, okay. Ecstasy. I used to be very into speed when I was a teenager because I wanted to be skinny. Uh huh. And then. Like pharmaceutical. Just like, or like peanut butter, cr- like weird, like crank store, uh, whatever. Like, I don't know. I was like 15. In LA, they have that? Yeah. Huh. LA has, has it all. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy out here in Tinseltown. It's... Huh. Why'd you stop? Why'd I stop? Yeah. Oh, because I like, try to like k- kill myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, the come down, oh my God, my awkward laughter, like something painful. Um, yeah, I don't know. The come downs were horrible and it was like poison and I was young and then. This is like a really deep first date, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I did acid, and that's as far as I went, and ecstasy. Yeah. And do, then, yeah. Do you not take stimulants anymore? I don't, just coffee. coffee. Just coffee. I don't smoke pot. I like CBD pot because I like the, that's what it's called, right? What does that stand for, CBD? Uh, cannabidiol. Well, I don't, is that what it does it? Is that what it stands for? Yeah. I just like to make my body high and feel like uh, I was being hugged by a cloud and not because uh, I don't like my brain to be tampered with. I don't like to not. I like how my brain works uh-huh. already. So I don't want to cloud it. I feel like it causes anxiety. I was, I was CBD. Yeah. OK. Don't look. I'm going to wipe my nose with this handkerchief. OK. Thank you. <laughs> Typical Aries gentleman. Wait, you're an Aries, right? I am. That's what I thought. So where were we? Amphetamine use. Okay, so salvia versus uh, whatever. All right. What were we talking about here? Peanut butter crank. Peanut butter crank. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so you formed a friendship with the guy who created MDMA, right? Yeah. Is he still alive? He's dead now. He, when did he die? What happened? What's his name? Alexander Shulgin. He died two years ago or three years ago. Oh, my God. How did he die? He was extreme. He was like 87. And he was married to a woman who was really... In- was she still alive? She is alive. Yeah. I've seen her recently. She's great. Is that your relationship goal? Like what they had? Uh, they certainly had a beautiful relationship. Seems like... I, I went to a weird like K-hole spiral like learning about him after researching you. And I was like... And you know, we talked about how like... They were both talking about how if, if they can't have sex on a drug or they can't communicate on a drug and like they're not interested in that drug. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds great. That's how I feel about drugs now. Yeah, sex was hugely important to them. Yeah. They wrote these books that I think most people think are, are like dense mm-hmm. pharmacology and chemistry. And they do have a lot of chemistry, but it's also almost equally about their sex lives. Are you very sexual? Because I, I don't get a very sexual vibe from you. But maybe that's just because like you're not in love with me yet. <laughs> but uh, we don't need love to have sex vibes. But uh, okay. But are you a very sexual person? <laughs> I'm, I'm like medium sexual probably. Medium sexual? Yeah. Yeah. That's what Aristotle said before you walked in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what do you need in a relationship? It just depends. I don't know that I need any anything specifically. Um, 
what I don't think I've thought about this sort of thing as much as you have. I, I know. I, yeah. That's why it's like <laughs> yeah. what you usually think of is meeting what I usually think of. So we're going to crack you open okay a bit okay and like what are you searching for do you feel like do you feel like you're searching for something because i feel like maybe your your father is a searcher mm-hmm. right i am one i don't know what i'm searching for exactly Co- yeah. connection or answers or control over a world that feels that's out of control mm-hmm. what are you searching for in your journey in your career oh i am searching to answer specific questions like understanding the way this compound distorts auditory perception or understanding whether or not a certain thing happened historically like i was shooting in south africa recently and was investigating whether or not the south african government was leaking quaaludes onto the street oh so it's usually specific questions that i want to answer or i was been i've been writing a lot about this murder mystery for years and understanding what happened to the guy that was murdered just specific things i don't think there's any kind of ultimate goal i I just there's small questions that i want to answer and what compels you to to ask these questions curious personal curiosity how did, you, how did you get to be that way curious yeah i don't know i well how does someone become curious i think being curious is a good thing me too there's, there's like a lot of benefits so maybe it just built over time because the more curious you are the more interesting things you learn the more interesting people you meet the more adventures you get to go on if you're not curious you can't do any of that yeah are you, do you have darkness to you? Yes. Do you get depressed? Yeah. Um, and you've never been on antidepressants? I have. You have? Which ones? None of my business, but tell me if you want. Um, a sort of unusual one called selegiline that I've taken on and off for many years. And why do you go on it and then go off it? I usually go on it because I'm depressed and think that I need it. And yeah. go off it because I don't feel depressed anymore and don't think that I need it. It doesn't have any side effects. I think it's a great drug. I recommend it to anyone that's depressed. But it's it's not a, a typical antidepressant, like an SSRI-type antidepressant. It's pharmacologically different. Okay. It's a derivative of methamphetamine, actually. It's an interesting oh, drug. Really? Yeah. Do you get more stuff done when you're on this drug? Uh, it's not that stimulating, but I think I may get more stuff done, yeah. What about Adderall? I can't take Adderall. It just makes me feel like back in the day when I was doing speed and I just end up swiffering my apartment and not getting the writing done that I want to get done. Really? Yeah. I got to sit down in front of my computer and it's hard. I can if I don't take it every day, but if I take it every day, then it loses its effect and starts to become weird and I get into those sorts of like compulsive non-productive habits but if I use it maybe once a month or something like that it's great yeah um your parents get you do your parents are you close to them yeah I'm very close with my dad and my mother as well but I don't think she understands these things quite as much understands what like your lifestyle and just sort of like obsessive investigatory Hmm missions do relationships get put on the back burner i'm not asking for me but like i want to protect my heart (laughs) (laughs) wait so do you still get into you have like a do you have like a what's in a hyper like a tank uh what is it called sensory deprivation tank do you have one of your own in your i wish i wish you're like my roommate let me there's no room for my room do you have a roommate i used to i don't anymore i just fell in love (laughs) i know i heard you say had a roommate a few years ago on that Joe Rogan podcast and I was like next and I'm just kidding <laughs> like roommate oh Hamilton yeah how are we gonna make this work um yeah. wait how tall are you Six one. um if we were boyfriend and girlfriend what would I get mad at you about 
I don't know. Maybe being like uncaring. <laughs> being uncaring and cruel. <laughs> Are you cruel? No, no, not cruel. But I might be cold. Cold. Aloof. Aloof. Put work first. Possibly. Always be gone, like in South Africa and stuff. I have been traveling a lot recently. Are you? Do you? Are you into monogamy? Or are you just like it's all fluid, man? I don't uh, know. You know. I'm not against it. You're not against it. Yeah. Or do you like being in a relationship when it's with the right person? Yeah. How many serious relationships have you been in? Like, when the give me the duration. Maybe like in my entire life, going back to high school. I don't know. Maybe ten. You've been in ten. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Are you faithful in all of them? Generally, yeah. Generally, do you have like the talk? Are you like, I would like you to be my girlfriend? Do you like do that, or does just morph into the thing? Morphs into the thing. It does, and then all of a sudden you're at a party and you're like, "This is my girlfriend, Alexi," and then I'm like, "Oh my god, you've never said that," and you're like, "Yeah, behind your back, I do." And I'm just saying to your face now, "I love you." You don't even need to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell how mostly unavailable you are because you you refuse to drink the free water I gave you and are just sticking to your Dansani or whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) Dansani. Do I make you laugh? Yeah. Like in an uncomfortable way or like this girl, he knows how to make me laugh. It's uncomfortable so far, but it's okay. But it's like funny uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, Okay. So I would get mad at you for being cold and cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing when you're not uh, doing chemistry stuff? Are you listening to rap music and dancing? Uh, what do you do in your downtime? In my downtime. Pinkberry? Pinkberry. <laughs> there is a Pinkberry in Williamsburg, but I've never been to it. Get curious. Take a gander. Yeah, would Check it, it would out. Make my life better. I don't know. A sugar rush would, then you'd crash. I don't know. Could be a recipe for disaster. I don't think this is uncomfortable laughter. I think right now it's just like funny. Good. <laughs> Still better than the Joe Rogan podcast because I'm getting more out of you and you're talking more, uh, you know, freely. Yeah. I had no idea. I went into that really not realizing. Don't look again. I'm wiping my nose. Okay. You went into it not realizing what? There'd be a camera on you and be talking for three hours? Or just that it's such a phenomenon that it's like it's huge, 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 huge thing. Like, yeah. And that... It would then transfer an enormous number of Joe Rogan fanatics into my life. Yeah. I'm one of them. Oh, wow. Okay. I like Joe Rogan as well. But I was, I'm not like a Joe Rogan fanatic, but I like him. I think he's a cool guy. I haven't listened to his podcast very much. What podcast do you listen to? Anything besides Love Alexi? Um, That's the podcast you're on right now. What podcast do I listen to? Listen to Radio Lab occasionally. Nerd alert. <laughs> 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 um would you ever get married yeah like what would be your ideal relationship uh maybe like a very rich like scientist who would like build me a private lab that i could do experiments in <laughs> really yeah like a private castle lab where i could work in secrecy and <laughs> That was that would like assist me in my experiments or or like experiment with me, and then also was extremely attractive. Those would all be good things. Yeah. Do you want do you want kids? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think that like you've experiment experimented with so many drugs? Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that if you had sex with a girl, 
that you might murder her because you're so like you're like a loose cat. Like who knows what's going on in your brain? Like how do we know who's monitoring your brain to make sure you're not a scary loon? There's no one doing that. Nobody. There's no one monitoring my brain. You don't. Aristotle, do something. <laughs> do something. But you don't go to the doctor and get your brain scanned, is because that's what that's what people do, right? Uh, I do have a doctor. He does not scan my brain. Like, how do we know what's going on in there? You try all these things. How do you make sure you're okay? Are, aren't your parents worried? They're worried. Is your yeah. mom terrified? She's not terrified, but she's concerned. What's her number? <laughs> Give me her number. <laughs> <laughs> But there's no lasting negative effect. If anything, I think most of these things are good for you. Everyone always assumes that taking drugs is bad or that it will damage you in some way. And that is the case for some things. But I think for the most part, it's good. Like what if I overthink stuff, if I analyze everything, if I spiral, if I feel shame, if I get insecure and blah, blah, whatever, um, how would mushrooms alleviate that? And what's the dosage and where do I buy them? And do you have any on you now? Just like give me some. But like how would mushrooms help me? In New York, most people that take mushrooms take a very small quantity. They'll take like a 16th of an ounce and it, and they'll say that is a mushroom experience. But it's really just a sort of threshold marginal experience. To have a, a true psychedelic experience, usually you need at least an eighth of an ounce of mushrooms. And it might be terrifying and bad. It's not necessarily a good experience but even the bad experiences i think tend to have some kind of therapeutic effect and where would you get them i don't know you could grow your own that's what you should do really absolutely yeah i'm scared why because i don't know how to do that i'm more lazy Mm. it's fun is it yeah what do i do i just go to a lot of it would take me a little while to list all of the steps. But yeah, let's t- let's actually. It's like when when girls. Oh, yeah, let's let's tell people like how to grow mushrooms. I feel like my friend does it, and he has them in his closet. Maybe I'll call him after the show. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, so you don't believe? Like, what do you think happens when you die? No DMT release in the brain. Like, There's no evidence for it. It's still it's possible. What do you think happens when you die? I think that your brain ceases to function and then there's nothing left after that oh do you believe like, are we are we souls or is there an afterlife is there any of that stuff um, according to you i just like no. to no no heard you talking about ghosts on the internet and some really in you know, some portal on the internet yeah huh. um so you don't think ghosts exist i don't think ghosts exist no but i'm interested in ghosts how come I think it's like a psychologically interesting phenomenon. So many people see ghosts and like, I don't know, like I like horror movies a lot. Um, I keep dating men who refuse to go to horror movies and it makes me go like, fuck you, you weak piece of shit. Huh. And also I love horror movies. That's cool. I'm not not a scientist though. Mm. Now I feel like, oh my God, I couldn't be your wife. So like, what are we even doing? (laughs) Like, what are we even, I'm not a billionaire lady who could like help you with your Frankenstein like fantasy. Is it ideal? So you're just going to settle like that already with <laughs> yeah. me, even though I'm great. I'm, you know, I think we could really balance each other out. It's, uh, it's called yin and yang. Hamilton? Hamilton? <laughs> um, yes, what were you saying, darling? Why, yeah, what were we just talking about <laughs> one second ago? Oh, ghosts. I think you're enjoying this. I'm enjoying it, yeah. But ghosts, yeah. I'm afraid of them a little bit. <laughs> you are, or do you do you think they exist, no. or do you think something weird happens in your brain and that ex- and like or something? Well, makes people you are see afraid them. of lots of things that don't exist. Just because you're afraid of something, it doesn't mean that it has to be real. But 
you know, like the Amityville horror. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, it's good. It's class. It's a seventies classic. You like the classic, the original, not the remake. I don't know if I've seen the remake. I haven't. I'll watch the original. Yeah, the original because you. It's one of my favorites, but it's a true story. And it's like all these paranormal experts are obsessed with it and think that it's one of the best cases of people being possessed by ghosts or demons or whatever. And obviously that didn't happen. But just on the like level of this did happen where a family moved into a house and became so terrified that they all ran away and left all their belongings in the house and moved to California uh, because they were all having this group hallucination. It's like psychologically interesting that something like that can even happen. What about asbestos? Maybe there's some leak, like a gas leak. Maybe. Yeah. There's always a natural explanation for these things. Um, do you think that like uh, when you do drugs, when you do, uh, oh man, where am I going? Okay. So if you do like a psychedelic mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you can, you see things differently do you think that the things you see have, are always there? It's just you're enabling yourself to uh, expand your mind so you can see these things that always exist. Like, are there tons of things that exist that we are just not unable to see as human beings? Or is it Absolutely, just... Absolutely, yeah. Like what? Or is it just uh, a hallucination? light. Oh, yeah. Electricity. Infrared light. Like, yeah. Like my anti-aging infrared light that I have at home. <laughs> Didn't use enough of today before this interview. Fuck. <laughs> um, like, what else? Ghosts. <laughs> you're refusing me, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> See, ultrasound, infrasound. The, I mean, every, there's everything that we can perceive. There's something beyond it. On the, you know, in, in terms of vibration, in terms of sound, in terms of color, in terms of light. So, yeah, there's lots of things that we can't perceive, and even visual perception in general is a distortion of what what reality actually is of course you know like color doesn't exist and but we both agree that that is red nothing behind you right i, I do agree yellow yeah. and red mm-hmm. so why how come we can both agree on that now this is turning into the exact joe rogan podcast <laughs> i'm just like whatever he said i'll say too and like now Did we're talking about like, no i don't yeah i don't know it's, listen uh, okay. <laughs> you guys were talking about colors and ghosts and stuff like that were we a little bit yeah which made me be like i want to go further into that but i haven't I, watched it since it happened yeah you don't have to go back you okay. lived it okay keep moving forward yeah um, but yeah, why do we agree that those are the same? Because they trigger the same thing in our brain, or why do we both agree that's red and yellow? But we, we might see completely different things. Why does it matter? It's possible, yeah, that we're seeing different things, but using the same word to describe it. Um, tell me about your riot dates. How many riot dates have you been on besides this one, which is like the best? Um, not very many, because, how, it, because again, it's not really a thing in New York. It isn't? That's not true. It is true. I have a bunch of New York friends who are on it. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess there, it is kind of a thing in New York, but it's not even close to as big as it is here. I've maybe been on three riot dates. And how did they go? Well, were there any horror stories? Um, no. No? No. Just because they don't compare to the Am- Amityville horror whatever? Yeah, there's no demonic possession. Did you see Hostel? I didn't. I actually like that movie because it's actually, it's like logical. It's like, oh my God, this could happen. So it's not like a, a ghost takeover or anything. Mm-hmm. The logic is what scares me. Anyway, so what you're not going to tell me about your riot dates? Have you ever been on Tinder? Yeah. How was that? Was it better? Um, Was it better? Going over my notes here. My copious <laughs> notes dedicated to you. I'd say it's probably worse, but 
It's worse because the people are uglier or fatter or something? Or it's, Yeah, it seems like there's a higher chance of, of people misrepresenting themselves in some way. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, so you had to woo. What's it? Alexander Shulgin? That's his name? That's right. Is that right? It is, yeah. So you had to kind of like... Uh, mis- like woo him into like letting to, for him to feel safe with you, right? What was- to some extent, yeah. What was, what was that like? It was mostly not. He is actually a very. He was a very kind and accepting person, but he has a, a group of people that protect him that that do kind of screen a little bit who is able to access him. Yeah, which is good because a lot of crazy people want to be around him or wanted to be around him. It was a really interesting scene. Like why? Why? You know, you'd have people like, I don't know how much you know about that that whole world, but the psychedelic drugs, for whatever reason, attract very strange people. So you have like Amanda Fielding, who's the head of this foundation at Oxford, but has a hole drilled in her head. She's trepanated and is like, and is married to this guy who's also trepanated and is a big advocate of that process as a way to expand your mind. Those sorts of people would be there. And then you'd have underground psychedelic chemists who were manufacturing LSD on the black market in the 70s and those sorts of people would be there and Hell's Angels who were distributing various drugs that he'd synthesized would be there. It was just like a really interesting mix of people. Um, And because most of these drugs are illegal, they all, I think, primarily are just trying to prevent people who are going to do something illegal from being close to him at that time. Yeah. And did you just, you're very quiet. Right, I was quiet. You're very quiet. So, like when you uh, interact with like the, this, these these people, you just lay low and kind of observe. Yeah, I would say so. That's why it's interesting trying to extract and like pull out answers because you're like usually you're just very quiet, right? Or no? Well, I'm usually the one that's interviewing people. Oh yeah, true. I forgot who I was talking to. Oh, you're so right. Is yeah. it uncomfortable to be interviewed about this subject? Yeah. I mean, there's so many different, what, love stuff? I'm talking about like... Like all, Tinder, yeah. I mean, I, I had moved off of that, but if you okay. want to get back, well, hey, we'll go back. Clearly, that's where you want to go. Oh, do you think men, I heard this thing, you can debunk this rumor uh, or this myth, are men allergic to the, to the smell of women's tears or is that just what my ex-boyfriend said? <laughs> allergic in what way? Was he actually allergic to your tears? I just read that that men are allergic to the smell of women's tears. Maybe that was a... Almost certainly not. I can't believe the patriarchy is trying to fucking do this to us, women, ladies. Oh, my God. All right. What about, what about, oh, when women are on birth control, Mm -hmm. I've heard, tell me if this is true or not, uh, they're attracted to men they would never be attracted to once they're off birth control because of pheromones, pheromones. Hormones. Um, Or maybe pheromones are probably hormones. So is that true? And then they go off the off birth control because they're like, I'm going to have a baby with this bonehead. And then they're like, oh, my God, I'm repulsed by the smell of his skin. Is that real? I've heard that as well. I think that there may have been one study that that suggested something like that. But I haven't looked at the primary literature, so I don't know. I just want to say I'm not on birth control. Okay. So, you know, my feelings for you are legit. Okay. And like... <laughs> Attraction to you is not bogus. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I really don't know. Mm. What? Don't you want to ask me anything on this first date? Yeah, do you do this with everyone? I haven't seen it, any other episodes of this. Do I do? I mean, we're not. I'm not videotaping it. There's not like you've ever heard any of these. This is like this. I used to do a thing called Boy Crazy Radio for like six years, just for fun. Horrible sound quality, just in my apartment every Wednesday night. I made sure, like, I'm I'm an only child, and I wanted to like me too. 
Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. That's where we're incredible. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think I do all of this all of this stuff just to feel like less alone and connected and that way I'm like, I'm not alone in my head. Oh my god, other people are insecure and bizarre or like going through the same things. Yeah. That's not why you do what you do. I don't think so. Maybe. Mm, maybe not. But I understand. But I do this thing called Boy Crazy Radio and it was like Loveline and had people call in and ask for advice and then I, you know, I don't like to give unsolicited advice because nobody likes unsolicited, unsolicited advice. But I thought, so I created this path so people would be actually asking me for advice. And uh, I don't know what my point was here. Oh, yeah. Now this is morphed into this thing where it's just like a tangential conversation. It's not less like advice and love driven. But, mm-hmm. but yes, I do like to, um, if there's a single guy, actually, even if he's married and he's just my friend, I will, uh, right? I didn't do that with David Lowry. I was respectful of his wife because I'm friends with him. But I like to frame these things as dates, you okay. know? And then I was in a relationship for like four months. And I think that uh, with a guy I met on Raya. And then uh, I think it like sucks the energy and the essence out of this show and ruined me. And now I'm single again. So I'm framing this as a date. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you do do it with everyone. Pretty, yeah. I love it because I think it's like funny. If we we're on an actual date, like if I had just met you, I mean, whatever. Ugh, labels. Crazy. But if I were, if I were to have met you not doing this. I would not be like this. Hmm. I would be like a normal person. I'd be a bit more subdued. Mm-hmm. And uh, But this is like enhanced because people, I hope, are listening mm-hmm. to the show. Mm-hmm. So I like to like, especially since you're quiet, then I can like throw stuff at you and then the silence and the discomfort is like hilarious. Okay. And I love being the butt of the joke. Yeah. So other people can be like, oh my God, what's she doing? He hates her. Do you hate me? No. I didn't think so. Thank God. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, my God. But if we did date, it would be a very, like, dynamic, like I have my dad, where I'd constantly be like, do you love me, Hamilton? Do you love me? And he'd be like, oh, I'm at the lab. I told you once last week. Right? Is that what our relationship would be? It might be. Really? It's possible. I would always feel unfulfilled and alone next to you. Would you? Would I? I don't know. You tell me. I don't think it's possible to know. Can we, uh, what do you guys use in uh, the biz? Can we make a, uh. An educated guess or no? What's <laughs> another word? Than the, Hypothesis? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might feel alone next to you. It's like an educated guess. It's not so different. Cool, cool. Thanks. Um, do girls feel alone next to you when they date you? I don't think so. It depends on the person, though. I don't know. Do you feel alone next to somebody? Like you're never quite cozy? when you're with somebody or is this too much to ask you i do not feel alone next to people generally i don't think have any has anybody ever uh described your lips as bee stung (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't know about our relationship i feel like it could be exhausting for you yeah i don't know Still open to a relationship. <laughs> just check in. Just check in. So, um, all right. So let me let me see. Anything? Yeah. Any other questions for me? From one interviewer to another interviewer? No. What? Nothing? I don't know. Oh God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Do you think your lifespan is dramatically shortened because of all the drugs you tried? No. Really? You're assuming that it's bad to use drugs. I don't think it's bad. I, I Maybe it's, it's, I think it's just as likely that it would be extended. And you could get hit by a car anyway. That's true. Um, when I say I do cognitive behavioral therapy on myself, am I not using that term correctly? Uh, does everybody d- do that? It depends on whether you're actually doing 
like real CBT. Like what would it, what is the real stuff? Because I'm just usually I'm just like I'm driving my Prius, driving my car, being like everything's fine. Nobody hates you. Be, it's okay. Stop thinking about this. You're the observer, not the thoughts. Push the thoughts aside. Okay. Yeah, I don't know enough about <laughs> CBT to know whether or not that's like in line with the the formal technique. Let's say we met uh, on Raya, which we did. Mm-hmm. Let's say we went on a first date. That's not this first date that we're on right now, uh, podcasting. Um, like, what is a first date like with you? Like, how do you woo a woman? Hmm. I'm imagining minimal effort. Here? I don't know. I don't know LA very well. Yeah, like, let's say... I don't like, even know what I would do. You don't know what... Okay, did you tell me... I'm not going to say where you're staying, but did you tell me where what hotel you were staying, uh, staying at to plant a seed so I would be impressed <laughs> by you and fall in love? No. Because that's what you did. No, it's not impressive. <laughs> I was, I, uh... <laughs> it's not impressive? No, no, I'm just, I was filming on Venice Beach, and then my dad is working here, and I'm just staying with him because I haven't seen him, seen him in a while. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. So it's not impressive. Just I think it's my dad. I think it's impressive. Yeah. Your relationship with your dad. Um, oh, God. So what's the first date with you like? In New York, what, what's the first date with Hamilton Morris like? Mm. I don't, I don't know that I do a lot of formal dating. We're like, what? Okay, first hang sesh, whether it's via Raya, uh-huh. Tinder, a bar. I, do you ideally, a... for me, it would not be outside. It would just be someone coming to my apartment. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, minimal effort. I said it. Yeah. You take yourself very serious, seriously, right? In what way? You like yourself a lot, right? You respect yourself a lot. You're doing a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. You're up to a lot of uh, cool stuff. Yeah. Why would you exert energy on some person who might not really factor into your life? Right? Yeah. I'm like leading you. And I'm like, right? <laughs> Tell me that's true. <laughs> I hate you. Um, uh-oh, what's happening? Are we in trouble? Is everything okay? Um, listen, we're going to land this plane shortly. Aristotle has to do something. Oh, whoopsies. Um, oh, my God. I'm left alone with you? I'm not. Should we just start making out? Aristotle has left the room. I can't do that. That's, I'm, I'm making myself uncomfortable. But tell me what a first date with you is like. So a girl comes over to your place. Mm-hmm. That would be the, the general thing, yeah, something like that. That's it? You're not going to expand on that. Like a, I don't know, like what, like a, an activity of some kind, like horseback riding or no, like going I just in a hot like, air balloon no. over a, a hillside. Do you, like, do you get drinks? Do you like alcohol or do you not like alcohol? I generally don't like alcohol, but I do drink occasionally. What do you drink when you drink? Vodka soda. That's what I drink. Really? Kismet. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you not like alcohol so much? It just seems like unacceptably toxic for the effect that it has. It's the only drug that causes a real hangover that I'm aware of. Oh, wow. It's unfortunate. And that's, you know, that's because it's a flawed drug. It's not like Valium or something like that causes a hangover. Valium doesn't cause a hangover? Absolutely not, no. I mean, the hangover is specifically caused by metabolites of the ethanol. So it's like, it's an alcohol-specific effect. So how many drinks do you have? You're, you're, how much do you weigh? 125 pounds. 125 pounds, and you're 6'1". Six, 6'1", one. Six, one, 125 pounds. We, we wouldn't even be able to share genes. <laughs> how many, what's your normal type? Do you have a type? Um, are you hungry? Yes, I'm starving. I've been, like, podcasting nonstop all day. Yeah, hard yeah tell me what i'm you're... hungry as well okay cool oh my god connection <laughs> that's all i want to feel connected that's what it's all about yeah 
didn't realize that not having Aristotle in the room changes everything. I'm just like, an, I'm going to crumble. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, Aristotle, help. <laughs> I need the safety of like a third, like a witness. Mm-hmm. But answer my goddamn question. What? I can't remember what the question was. What's your type? Do you have a, you have a type? So what's your normal type? Do you have one? Um, I don't think I have a type. No. I mean, I like people that are interested in science generally. But it's not hugely important. How many of those girls I like are you smart dating? people. Yeah. Um, Check. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, not just kidding, actually. But keep going. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yes? Um, How many of those science girls have you dated? A uh, small number, actually. Not very many. It's hard out there. God. So well, it's, it's a big part of my life, so it's it's hard if I can't share that with other people because yeah. it's like a, a big part of what I'm thinking about all the time. Yeah. But it's not crucial. It's just nice. Dead air is very popular on podcasts. <laughs> okay, so a girl... I mean, do you make any effort? Not horseback riding or like hot air balloon riding, but like what do you do? Do you go see movies with girls? Do you love seeing movies? I do, yeah. Like what kind of movies do you like besides horror films? Um, I just want to like prep the world, me included, of what it's like to like date Hamilton and what you need emotionally. Do you need a lot? Like are you romantic at all? On some level, yeah. You are? Where's that level? Could you uh, make that level rise to the top? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel very unprepared to answer these questions. All you have to do is look inside. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In your mind's eye. <laughs> I was very, I felt better about myself researching you because I'm, I was having some emotional spiral. I'll make all that make sense in a second, but I was having like a weird, I, I had a breakup with some person with like a normal, I tried to date like a normal person who's like kind of like the bachelor where he was like, uh, had no darkness and he was lovely, but he was like, I just tried to date out of my type, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, this is freaky how normal he is and how happy he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. It was so weird. And I, and I had like this bit like this. I mean, do you think that like is intuition a real thing? To, to, do you think? This? Intuition? Yeah. Yes. I'm just asking. I, these are the, I know for me, I know that, but I'm just asking you who knows what kind of way you're living your life and what you think is real or not or like or challenging. I don't know. You're like, intuition is bogus. It's bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, so I was having like uh, spirals. What the hell is my point here? I did have some point. Oh, I don't even know anymore. What was I talking about? Oh, so when I have my breakups and internal spirals about life in general and uh, being in in the world, what helps me get through all that shit is like researching whoever my guest is Mm -hmm. and like throwing myself into work and coming up with questions and like learning about a new person and what they're up to. So I felt like a better person researching. Did you just burp? I did, yeah. It's disgusting. Does that mean I'm ugly? No. You pass the test, but don't, you could take it a different way too. Anyway, but yeah, so I was like watching all these videos and learning about like Shulgin or however you say his last name. Shulgin? 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 Shulgin. Listening to his wife talk, looking at that relationship, being like, wow, that's that's the kind of relationship I want to be in. They, they love each other. They really get each other. And just like learning about all these things. And it made me feel, uh, it distracted me researching you and uh-huh. made me feel like a better person. That's good. Because I learned cool new stuff. That's great. Um. What would you say that kids, what drugs shouldn't kids do? Because, you know, PCP, it seems so scary. DMT sounds terrifying. Yeah. I think PCP is great. You do? Yeah. Why? I have enjoyed it in my limited experience with it. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's 
been unfairly maligned in the media and that it's a, a wonderful substance, but, and very interesting and scientifically useful as well. But um, what drugs people shouldn't do, I don't know that there's any specific drug where people shouldn't do drugs where they don't know what the identity or the dose of it is, which is the case for almost every drug that anyone uses. Yeah, it's terrifying. Parents must be so terrified. Yeah, it is scary. Like all the cocaine in circulation in the U.S. is contaminated with this other drug, Levamisol. Levamisol? Yeah. Okay. What's that? It's it's like a, a cattle deworming agent that... Uh, Aristotle just got back. I can breathe again. I can feel like, I feel like safe. <laughs> We're not alone anymore. Yeah. It's a cattle deworming agent that causes a condition called a granulocytosis where it's sort of like a chemically induced AIDS type immunosuppression and people get these weird opportunistic infections. So that's bad. And that's in almost all of the crack and all of the cocaine in circulation. And there's no way to avoid avoid it, really. So I, I guess like street drugs in general are not good. That would be my advice. If you dated a girl who was interested in your life and asked a lot of questions, uh-huh. I'm pointing to myself, uh-huh. uh, but had nothing really to offer or like that's different it's, it's one thing but uh, if somebody's interested in your life is that great or do you want somebody that that you know like gets what the fuck you're talking about and can like add to the the conversation right both are okay both are okay yeah. but what's better probably adding to the conversation is fuck better. god damn it um yeah yikes mushrooms acid mdma sh- have you ever been to a shaman or dated a man are you bisexual i'm not Bisexual. How come? I expect more from you. Yeah, it's maybe not too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's because I'm starving. I'm using Listerine mint spray. You're not bisexual. I'm not. But the other unrelated question was: Have I ever been to a shaman? Yeah. I did go to a shaman recently. Yeah, when I was in Oaxaca, uh, like a week ago, and saw this elderly shaman what happened what was the goal the goal was to use this drug salvia that most people smoke and have these like sort of negative experiences with but traditionally in in this region of oaxaca and the sierra mazateca mountains they chew the fresh leaves of this plant and they think that the plant is the embodiment of the virgin mary and it's a very spiritual christian thing for them Mm -hmm. and so I chewed the leaves with this old woman, and we danced together under you, the moonlight. You did? What kind of dancing? Just traditional like, ballroom? It was like a... It was not traditional ballroom. I don't know. There's a video of it. I don't know how to describe it. I'll find it. Okay. So, yeah, you danced with her, and then you did the thing. Finish. Yeah, and then she massaged me with green tobacco, then prayed for me and palpated various parts of my body and then was it sexual at all it was not she was very old it was not sexual is that why it wasn't sexual you're like she was touching my dick but it wasn't sexual because she was an old monster (laughs) okay these laughs are not awkward by the way out there Uh, he's he's loving this and he thinks i'm hilarious that's what i'm telling myself keep going so yeah so she did the stuff tabasco sauce on you (laughs) whatever you said yes and then what happened What'd what'd you learn how did you expand um, how did I expand? It's very difficult to articulate some of these things, which is unfortunate. I wish I could do a better job of, of describing exactly what happened. You know, there's visual effects, there's sensations that are experienced. You can reflect on your own behavior in a way that might encourage you to 
be more honest or work harder or be more kind and loving or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things. I saw a shaman Mm -hmm. a few times here in Tinseltown. Yeah. Uh, You had to write a letter of intent, very, very Hollywood shaman vibes. Uh, You had to write a letter of intention before you walked in. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'd write this, I wrote like a novel being like, I just want to get out of my own way and I want my dreams to come true and all this stuff, whatever my letter of intention was, gave it to the lady. It was like $450 to do this. So I had like, I couldn't have really had too many problems going on if I had like this weird excess cash to just spend to go see a shaman a few times, like a handful of times. And the last time I went, uh, I cried nonstop. She burned Palo Santo, sprayed me in the face with like holy water, supposedly cleaned up my aura. I talked about my dad and then I got like she laid me up from the table. I don't care if you're not interested in this. I'm still telling you. But uh, she laid like I got up from the table and she went, wow, like your aura is like it's purple now. You know, you got your it's like clean it all up. It's it was black before. It's purple now. And I felt in, enraged internally. Like I felt like, uh, you know, more angry than I was when I got there. So I drove immediately to Starbucks, pulled over called the shaman up and went, my aura doesn't feel purple. I'd like to speak to the shaman, please. <laughs> like I wanted to get my money back or something. <laughs> I got on the phone with me and I, I don't know. I never got, I never went back, but uh, I think we had two different experiences. What kind of a shaman. shaman was this? I feel like not a real shaman. <laughs> Upstairs at like some, uh, some place Russell Brand used to do yoga at or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But huh. yeah, that was my shaman experience. Yeah. So the takeaway from this is we could be in love, maybe. Yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. What would what, what would break us up? I don't know. Try to think. This is what fun for the world. Yeah, this is fun for the world to see you like go in this direction. Yeah. Talking about feelings and dating and all that stuff. Hmm. Like get into it. We don't live on the same coast. Okay. That's true would be stressful for us it would be i've done long distance before have you no not really well kind of not really yeah keep going that's an obvious one but like dig dig deeper based on this experience okay what would tear us apart or keep us together Mm. you can't see but he's ruminating on it okay i think you're more involved with this in general than i am you're just more like romantically oriented, obviously, than I am. So that might be an issue. It would be. That I just don't care very not <laughs> Oh my god, Aristotle. <laughs> you don't care about me or, or that. Or it's it's not the most like dating and romance is not a hugely important it's a, it, I, and if it is important, I want it to be less important. I want to like repress my sexuality and dating behaviors. Yeah. As much as possible. Because I think it's like a, a waste of time on some level. Oh, wow. I love it. This is perfect. This is great. Why is it a waste of time? It's just self-indulgent? Yeah. I just don't know what I have, especially with like meeting strangers or whatever. I just don't know what there is to show for it when I could just be at home reading or working or something. Oh, my God. Cracking you wide open. Mm-hmm. Getting to the bottom. All you need is a first date. If you really communicate, you can learn everything you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I love being alone, too. Um, keep going. But, yeah. So what compels you to go out with people just because you want sex? It's a, yeah, it's one thing. 
Yes? Yeah. And I suppose the possibility of meeting someone interesting is also good. So those are two good things. Yeah. Okay, so that is... I mean, that's enough to tear us apart. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if we were dating, it wouldn't be like... But maybe I do talk about feelings a lot. Okay, and then what else? Anything else? Um, okay, I'd have to think again. I don't know. Do you find drugs boring? You might find a lot of this boring. That's another possibility. Oh, my God. So as bored as you are by, like, feelings and emotion and, like... But I'm interested in how the brain works. Are you? Of course I am. Like, what, why does somebody... Like, that's my problem with, with people I date usually is, like, I want to know why, like... Maybe I'm exhausting. I want to know why they ask the question they ask. It doesn't have to do with love or dating or relationships necessarily, but it's, like, I wonder what... I wonder if that person is happy. I wonder if why they feel compelled to do that thing. Like, what I'm asking you about is, like, you know... What are you searching for? How did you end up being the person you are? Why do you make decisions you make? Why did you pick that shirt? What do you like? I don't know. Like, just I like details and asking lots of questions because mm-hmm. I'm because I'm curious. But yeah, anyway. But in my own personal life, I am searching for like love and feeling less alone and finding a person I feel less alone with and have great sex with and think is cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't find drugs boring. I just I don't like pot. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of drugs, probably. Yeah. I'm scared of being out of control because I'm a control freak. Uh-huh. Only child. Uh, I'll probably do mushrooms if I'm scared. Yeah. We've done, if you've done LSD, I don't see why you wouldn't try mushrooms. I was more a... open and closer to God. Uh-huh. I was six, 15 or 16. I see. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know, solidified and hardened into this terrified beast monster, <laughs> unwilling to like expand or something, mm. except through conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I haven't found a person like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it like alone with a cat. Yeah. Should I do mushrooms alone? You could. I could? Yeah. If you cared about me, is that what you'd say to somebody you cared about? Do mushrooms alone? Maybe not. Okay. But it depends on the person. I don't think it's bad at all. It could be the best way to do it. Do I have an awareness? Like when I start texting people and saying all the things I want to say, or is that more like an alcohol-related reaction? It's probably more alcohol, but I don't know. Maybe if it's, oh, you might text someone and say that you love them or something, care about them. Oh my God. Get ready for that text, Hamilton. (laughs) Unless you're there holding my hand through it. (laughs) Um, No, I'm not bored by drugs, but I I don't think I would have anything to add. My stuff is, I'm interested, I'm very interested in a lot of stuff. Wouldn't that be boring in and of itself? Not adding to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I probably like, I'm interested in like filmmaking and making stuff and like interviewing people. You do. Well, that's true. We could hook into stuff like that, but I like, like narratives. Mm. You're more documentary. Yeah. That's all fascinating. We could talk about cameras and who to go, who's a better DP and the colorist. Uh, I don't know. Listen, possibility is what I'm, it seems like there's some possibility, but overall it seems like it wouldn't work. Would it? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, man. All right. All right. Okay. I think we're going to land this plane. So you don't believe in psychic stuff? People say sometimes that like, wait, what's that theory that like everything that ever happened is, is ex- exists all at once? What's that called? I don't know. Well, we've lost Hamilton. We're both <laughs> low blood sugar, only, ch- only children who want to call it a day. Um, wait, do you feel like whole on your own though? Do you feel like very solid and whole on your own? Like what do you get depressed about? Um, 
lack of productivity generally I have a lot of things that I want to do and if I don't do them I feel miserable like a lot of things that I want to write a lot of projects that are happening yeah. simultaneously so have you ever been heartbroken yeah okay so what does a girl do to break your heart um I guessed all the typical things probably what are those? Um, if I care about her, her caring about someone else would be a classic source of heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have feelings. I do. You do have feelings? Too many feelings. Too many feelings? Yes. Not just work-related? I'm a very emotional person. You are? Yeah. Why is it only all coming out now? I don't know. Do you have a lisp? Do I have a lisp? Yeah. I thought I sensed the lisp for a second. I'm just looking for anything to connect us because I have a lisp. Oh. Um... Okay, so you can be heartbroken. You have feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get angry? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's not an issue in my life. I am able to feel the emotion of anger. Do you get insecure stuff about stuff? Um, do I get insecure about stuff? Yeah. Are you just hard? Is that like because you're hard on yourself and you have a lot of shit you want to accomplish? Like what puts all this pressure on you to like want to accomplish all this shit? Um... Generally, because I think that other people won't do it and it would be useful for people for to discover these things. Yeah. Um, but so what do you get insecure about? And then we will land this plane. You'll be out of here momentarily. But like, I got to ask a few more things. Okay. What do I get insecure trying about? To, trying to read Again, I think the same things that I get sad about, not having written enough, not having created enough things in general. Are you, is there any kind of com- com- competitive thing with you and your dad at all? Not really, I don't think. We have a good relationship. He also has his own struggles that are very similar. I'm actually interviewing him next. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be here <laughs> momentarily. It's a big day for all of us. Um, all right. I mean, God, where do we go? From? Oh, yeah. So, oh, wait, you've never heard the theory that everything exists all at the same time, and it's just a matter if you can tune into a frequency and see it. Is that bullshit to you or a real thing? That is bullshit, I think. Okay. Yeah. Are you religious at all? Definitely not. No. I didn't think so. Yeah. Wait, but what were you like? Is your family Jewish? Okay, me yeah. too. I'm half Jewish, the wrong half though. I'm half Jewish, the wrong half. You really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Wait, curious about life and people and stuff. Into filmmaking, filmmaking people. Half Jewish and the wrong half. Only children. Really cool looking faces. Beautiful hands. <laughs> well. I think I know. Uh, I think I know how this first day went. Pretty, <laughs> pretty great. Anything else? Do you regret doing the show? No. Do you feel like you learned anything about me? I didn't get to ask you many questions. Ask me. So, ask me three things that matter to you that you oh. want to know about me right now, for real. Okay. Like good questions, like you do this for a living and stuff. Oh, I did ask you some questions. I asked you if this, if you do this with everyone. I asked you, but what, what do I want to know? What about do you want to know about me at a core level? I mean, you probably don't even care. That's the that's the worst part. Do you feel depression? Yeah. Yeah. I already said that though earlier. Okay. Ask me some real questions. You don't even care, and that's what upsets me that you don't even care no. to. You're putting me on the spot. I know men love that. I heard right. <laughs> men love to be put on the spot, right, Aristotle? I know it's a fucking joke. Ugh. Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. We can talk later. 
We'll talk later. Um, well, thank you for being on my podcast, Hamilton Morris. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Let's get out of here. Help. Help. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.